Hey, and welcome to Dictator for a Day. The podcast where we'd never propose having an actual dictator. I am Dennis Dean, and I am not a dictator for a day. It's more like imagining what you'd do if you won the lottery. What would you do if you were, in fact, dictator for a day? One bill, one subject. No more bait and switch. Hello, everyone. Uh, audience participation time. I want you to raise your hand if any of these things has ever happened to you. You ordered a meat lover's pizza and you got a kale salad with cottage cheese. Ew. Ordered a beer. Got a kombucha. Ew. Won the lottery. Ordered a Maserati MC20 Chiella and got a Yugo. Ew. It's called bait and switch. And there are laws against it. So why is it happening in Congress? And quite probably state legislatures. Good question. Yeah, thank you. If I were dictator for a day, one of my first acts would be to dictate that any bill introduced, any law passed by any legislative body in the country, has got to be limited to one subject, and the title of the bill has to be accurate and easy to understand. In other words, you can't pass the Great American Grandmother Protection Act if it's hiding a 25% income tax hike in it. You'd have to call it the 25% extra income tax law, something that would get people's attention, alert them, something that was truthful. Boy, that's a concept. You couldn't pass something called um, Promote Music Including the Blues Act and then bury a surtax in it on any harmonica purchased in the key of B-flat. Hit it, sounder! Come on, let me hear that, holder! Okay, that's it. All right, thank you. Thank you. What do you think? We're in the juke joint somewhere? You asked for it. Guess I did. You get the idea. One bill, one subject. Why, you may ask. Too many laws. Well, that's one reason. But more importantly, accuracy and transparency. Transparency in government is critical if we're to be a nation governed by the people. It's a constitutional republic we live in, right? We elect people to represent us, and those people have to be truthful and transparent about what they're doing if we're going to either re-elect them or, you know, find somebody who does things that we like better. Problem is, these days, it's often difficult to tell what's in a bill, either by its title or even its text. Try reading it. So why is that? Well, there's no law requiring accuracy in law labeling, no truth in legislation law, and there may never be because lawmakers don't always want you to know what they're up to. That's because the laws they write aren't always written for you and me. Often, they're written for special interest groups. Or the law may not do what voters actually want or have been promised, and the legislators know that. They want something else. Or they're written by the party in control to push the party agenda. There's also no law limiting a bill to one topic. Currently, one bill can cover a multitude of topics, so it's really easy to hide stuff. In other words, today, you can have a bill with a phony name and 5,000 items in it, none of which are reflected in the title or the description of the bill. It does happen whether a bill is accurately labeled is you know, sometimes a matter of who's reading the label, regardless of the number of topics it may cover. Rewind back to 1975. This guy named Bill Proxmire from Wisconsin, he's a Democrat, and he decides to create something called the Golden Fleece Award. He's going to pull some of these parts of bills out for really kind of spending that is usually, in his case, sort of ridiculous and easy to make fun of. He made very good points. You don't always know what Congress is spending money on. He gave the very first award to the National Science Foundation for spending money on a study 
of love. Here's some other awards. To the Justice Department for spending money to determine why prisoners want to get out of jail. Boy, that's a concept. Yeah. He gave uh, a Golden Fleece Award to the Pentagon to determine if members of the military should carry umbrellas in the rain. What, are you going to carry them when it's sunny out? Mm Mm-hmm. In 1977, the post office got a Fleece Award because they spent money on an advertising campaign to encourage Americans to write more letters to one another. Yeah, and right after that, Al Gore invented the Internet. Uh, He gave an award to the National Science Foundation for spending money, I love this one, to compare aggressiveness in sunfish that drink tequila versus sunfish that drink gin. I didn't even know they let sunfish into the bar. He's here all week, folks, unfortunately. Um... National Science Foundation again. They get a lot of awards for studying the effect of scantily clad women on Chicago's male drivers. For the National Endowment for the Humanities in Arlington County, Virginia, to study why people are rude, ill-mannered, cheat, and lie on the local tennis courts. Tennis courts are all safer now, aren't they? Yeah, one would hope so. My particular favorite, 1975, to the FAA for spending money to study the measurements of 432 airline stewardesses. Oh, sign me up. Yeah, I'll bet you'd be happy to do that one. Also in 1978, the National Institute for Mental Health gets a fleece award for studying activities inside a Peruvian brothel, where researchers said repeated visits were made in the interests of accuracy. Oh, I'll bet. Swinging door on that place. Sounder, hit the fast-forward button. Okay, boss. Fast-forward to the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act. Democrats want everyone to think it will reduce inflation. Republicans say it's a bait and switch. They're calling it the Green New Deal in disguise. The bill also included lots of money for 87,000 more IRS agents. Sounder, what's going on? They're building something, boss. Oh, yeah. The Build Back Better Act, which was the genesis of the Inflation Reduction Act. Build Back Better Act also had plenty of stuff hidden in it. A couple of examples real quick. $13.3 billion to pay bureaucrats to administer new programs, meaning government would continue to expand at an enormous rate. Yeah, pretty soon half the country is going to be working to support the other half, the government. <clears throat> yeah, come forward to that. $4.5 billion to pay bureaucrats for housing planning. Um, I always thought housing was planned by zoning and development, uh, local bureaucracies. But no, this was for federal bureaucrats. Critics say it boils down to paying bureaucrats to think about housing rather than actually build any housing. The four and a half billion could build a lot of housing. Not having transparency. Not having single subject or one subject bills that are accurately labeled and described leads to all kinds of ways to stuff pork into bills and all kinds of other things you might not like. As we said, there's also no law controlling the number of items in a bill. So we play the game, guess how much pork is in the barrel. You never know what you're going to find. Hello? 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 Boy, pretty deep in there. Back last March, the $1.5 trillion omnibus spending bill had 2,700 pages in it. 367 was just the list of the earmarks. The pork. All by itself. You know, trying to identify that many pieces of pork in a bill as it passes through Congress is like trying to identify individual crew members on an aircraft carrier as it passes by. Don't think it's done that way for no reason. There might be hope, there might be help, but don't count on it. 
tell you what I'm talking about. There's another House bill right now titled One Bill, One Subject Transparency Act that's been introduced in the House just this session. H.R. 46. It requires each bill or joint resolution to include no more than one subject to be clearly and descriptively expressed in the measure's title. It doesn't have a good future. H.R. 46 was introduced by Republican Andy Biggs of Arizona in an overwhelmingly Democrat-controlled House. So far, it has gone nowhere. Stay tuned. But listen, we got to go. For more of these podcasts and our written column, please subscribe to dictatorforaday.substack.com. That's dictatorforaday.substack.com. And tell your friends. Tip, the podcasts are more fun. I am Dennis Dean, and I am not a dictator for a day. Hmm, where'd my field cap and cigar go? Dictator for a Day is sponsored in part by StoryVisionVideo.com. Copyright 2022, Dennis W. Dean. That's me. All rights, but please feel free to spread the word. And thanks for listening.